0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. How are you this, uh, this fine day?
1: Uh, I don't think you can tell in this particular lighting. Um, I'm on the farther east end of the time zone now, so it's already getting really dark outside oh. here. But I do actually have the start of a tan. Ah. I don't think you can really see that here. I, I can't,
0: unfortunately. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: you'll, you'll just have to take my word for it. I've been <laughs> able to, I'm visiting my parents right now, so I've been able to actually get outside, and even though, you know, the beaches are closed, so you can't really beach here in coastal Alabama, but you can still, like, go near them. And still be in the sunshine Still and get hopefully to enjoy get a little, bit. a little bit of a tan.
0: Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Well, it's good to uh, be back here at uh, Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show where, like I said, we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesday mornings, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a Discord server that you can join. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, if you would really love to help make the show bigger and better because you're like, man, these two, Matt Mogan and Jarrett, they talk about some really cool stuff about video games. If you want to help us make the show bigger and better, well, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Where, podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before our general Tuesday release and access to other fun bits of extra goodness. I know like it's it's on there right now. We, Like I said before, we had to take kind of a pause due to all the... Pandemic stuff and it just being one less thing to have to worry about right now, but we did put a pause on Team Chit Chat, the sideshow, although the public, uh, the last episode of Team Chit Chat, which was episode four, where I talk about Castlevania season one, the Netflix show, just came out for public release. So you can go back and listen to that one. And uh, once we will be bringing that back, but that's another reward tier that we have on our uh, on the Patreon as well. But if you don't want to do that, that's no big deal. Although I do have to say, we have to give a special shout out to our latest patron, Michael Boyd, who was guest on the show uh, not too long ago to talk about like Assassin's Creed and some other stuff. He recently became a patron. So thank you, Michael. That's awesome. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, that's no big deal at all. You can still help us make the show bigger and better by either, uh, writing us a review, subscribing on Facebook or not subscribing, following us on Facebook. Sure. Liking us on there, but, uh, giving us a subscribe on our YouTube channel, writing us a review, subscribing on a podcast service of your choice, telling your friends, all those things help make the show bigger and better as well. So we are deeply appreciative and grateful for each and every one of our patrons and listeners and viewers like you PBS. But, um, (laughs) It just felt right to say, I don't know why. Um, But yeah, so it's good to be back here talking about the games. I'm sorry that everybody that we missed last week, my computer was on the fritz, my uh, cooling fan in it or start just died. So my CPU was getting to incredibly hot temperatures and causing the computer to crash. So it actually happened to us when we were recording. The yeah, last episode did. on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it died then and I was just like weird, random, because it didn't happen again. Uh, but we actually had to re-record that episode because it happened because we and lost it. We
1: we ain't got no time for that happening. <laughs> we ain't got more time for once. that. But then I tried we to got I tried time to, for that.
0: No. So hopefully it should be all fixed. It's been running good since then. I tried to stream on Star Wars Day or the day after Star Wars Day last week, uh to play some Jedi Fallen Order and it just wasn't happening and that's what i figured out what was going on so fortunately everything's should be back up and running we're glad to be back and talking about some video games with you all today but before we do that let's get a bit of news in our moment with mogan
1: Uh, okay so just a ton of games came out in that one stupid (laughs) week where we didn't record (laughs) of course that's how it Unfortunately, there's a bunch of dead space I'm not going to talk about, because there's still a lot coming out, even just this week and over the coming weeks. So uh, starting uh, as of today, May 19th, the following are all out. Uh, A Fold Apart for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Golf With Your Friends, which... Quick caveat, I would just like to say more games that tell you exactly what they are about right in the title. That is A++ plus from me. So Golf With Your Friends is out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. So is Gorn, that is G-O-R-N, uh, for PlayStation VR. Mafia 2 Definitive Edition is also out. The Wonderful 101 Remastered! Hey! Yes! Oh, I forgot it was coming out this soon. Okay, so Wonderful 101 Remastered is out for PlayStation 4, which is new, on uh, Nintendo Switch and PC. Um I really do want to encourage people to go and give this wild game a try. Because it, it is was... one of those un- sorry. It, it's an unfortunate game that got uh caught up in the Wii U. So many people never got to play it, but it is a crazy action-packed game, very unique. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to anybody for something different and very fast-paced action.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think it was, I thought it was only a Wii U, but yeah, I couldn't remember if it had been. Yeah, it was a Wii
1: U exclusive with terrible planning. Um, It is from Platinum Games. So those of you familiar with Bayonetta series, uh, Nier Automata, it's the same people. So it's very different stylistically, but it'll probably feel a little similar in how the action flows. Nice. Uh, And then coming very soon on May 20th, we have Cannibal Cruise, can, not Cannibal Cruise, Cannibal Cuisine, which isn't really any better or worse okay. than Cannibal Cruise. <laughs> so <laughs> Cannibal Cuisine, that's for Switch and PC. Uh, there's also Crucible for the PC, Never Song for PC, and then on the 21st we have Red Wings, Aces of the Sky uh, for Nintendo Switch. Time, Time Lie or Timeline? That might be a typo. Unsure. We'll assume it's Time Lie uh, for PC what the golf question mark for two Nintendo golf switch. Um, yeah. Two golf games in one week. Who planned that? Uh, and then later this weekend on May 22nd, we have man eater, another one about cannibals question.
0: No, it's actually, uh, uh, it's actually, you play as a shark and you, oh, you and you I do like know
1: what this one is. This
0: one I've like yes, heard about yes, for yes. forever. And I feel like this is maybe just like a port to another system and not its first actual yeah, release. It might
1: be. Because I feel like I've seen people playing it.
0: Yeah, before. I mean,
1: uh, this might just be a port. Um, anyway, so it is out now for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Cool. That may have just been a typo. Maybe they accidentally put it too far into the. No,
0: because I've I've seen I've seen stuff about it coming out soon. I just didn't look to go see if it was a port or not. It was like la- sure sheer laziness on my part that I don't know for sure.
1: Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Saints Row the Third remastered for PlayStation Four, oh, Xbox One, cool. and PC. We also have Sword Art Online, Alicia's, oh my god, Ali- alicia like Lycoris, Jesus. <laughs> um, don't quote me on that title, but that's for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And I think that that's, that pretty much covers it for this week.
0: Man, stacked week. A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot
1: of, and you, if I wish you were looking at the list of everything that came out between like the 13th and the 15th because it is massive. It yeah. it would have taken all day to get through that. Man, that's uh, crazy. Anyways, so whatever the Bust point is, stuff, is games a lot out of there. Games Go buy them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, so there's been a little bit of a, a it's starting to, you know, we're kind of starting to see some now uh, things coming out and more information, especially with like E3 not happening this year, some of those other things are starting to kind of kick up and, and take off. Like right now, currently is Summer Games Fest, which is going to be kind of like a long thing spread out over a few months, where they'll just be randomly dropping bits of news and having these like showoffs and showcases and everything like that. So the, I think one of the first installments actually happened by the time you're listening to this last week, uh, where Jeff Keighley in, uh, talked to Epic Games. And what they did is they revealed on this, on this web call that they were all having the Unreal Engine 5. And it's what a lot of games and everything in the next generation are going to be running off of. And they showcased this tech demo for it that was running on the PS5. Not like a PC rent, you know running off of render. It was captured on the PS5 and everything. And my God, Mogan, the quality, the beauty. The like, like they went in this whole thing. It's really a lot of technical. Maybe there's like, I mean, basically there's millions of triangles basically is what the whole thing is like. That's, (laughs) it's just like to make all the different shapes of the, whatever. It's just basically is saying like, it's, it's this massively powerful rendering engine that even like you can have cinema quality graphics and everything in these games and everything like that. And so what they showed off was purely was incredibly impressive. Uh, so I would say everybody go check that out because it is a pretty exciting thing to see. Like, this is what we could be getting in the next generation of consoles is, in terms of graphics and everything. And I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty fun thing to, to have. And so it's, it's, it's pretty, it was really cool to see that. Um, what else I'm trying to think of something else. I know a lot of stuff happened and I just missed it because I was dealing with all this computer shit, but, um,
1: well, the fun thing that we both saw as of today, uh, actually, when we're recording this, I think, is when the announcement came out. Oh, um, yeah. Nintendo, yeah. out of left field, uh, Like uh, people, there were kind of rumors that a game like this was going to be coming out sometime this year, but mm-hmm. nothing was really definitive. And then not even in a Nintendo Direct, just like randomly, Nintendo announced that it is confirmed that they are about to release Paper Mario, the Origami King in July. Yeah. So it's coming out this July. It's coming out in like almost less than two months. It feels like, and it's like, wow, that was a very unceremonious way to announce what is probably going to be a really good game. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. I figured that if there was going to be a new paper Mario, it wouldn't be until, you know, holiday 2020 Mm -hmm. wrong. It's coming out right now. Pretty much.
0: Well, Yeah. Especially for, a, I mean, I know it's not standard Mario, but I mean, it's still Mario. So it's like, it's a big game in Nintendo's wheelhouse. And for them to just be like, here it is two months away you're gonna get this game and it's like oh wow okay cool nobody we weren't expecting that yeah so i I showed sam that uh when as soon as the trailer came out i was like oh if she loves Yoshi's crafted world she's gonna be all about this and so she uh i showed her the trailer and sure enough she was like yes this is this i'm gonna need this game
1: now in ye olden times um the combat of combat uh, of Paper Mario was really different than I think what Sam might actually like. It was Mm -hmm. actually in Thousand Year Door at least, it was like a turn-based JRPG kind of setup where you have characters in your party like Mario and who his companion was, and you would take turns uh, basically fighting against the enemy. So it was kind of that turn based combat style. Uh, that does not appear to be the case in this new game, The Origami King. Um, it looks kind of like a, an interesting 3D system where you're trying to line enemies up in front of Mario with the intent of hit, being able to hit as many as oh, you can like, at once.
0: Yeah, in the trailer it had like a spinning dial yeah. thing that you were standing on yeah, and you would like yeah. rotate it to line them up. Yeah, 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 I saw that.
1: Uh, which is really interesting. So I actually really liked the way that the uh, system was done in Thousand Year Door, and that's one of the more popular paper games. They have been historically of varying quality. Um, some of the ones for Wii and Wii U, and I think maybe even on the 3DS, uh, you know, maybe weren't as, um, maybe just weren't as good, mm-hmm. uh, frankly. But uh, in back in the day, they were really good games. So I'm hopeful that this will be good effort and a good title for the switch. I think it's going to translate well, and it looks like something that could be nice to actually port around with you with your switch. Very
0: cool. Yeah. So that one was pretty sweet. I was, I was like surprised, like everything in it. I mean, I was just like, this looks fun. This looks interesting. I'm i uh, I'm excited to see it. And of course I'll get Sam's opinion on it. So it will be great to be, have another one for us to play and mess around with together. Wait,
1: You're not going to play it.
0: I, I mean, I will, but like, it's not going to be on like the high list of my priority. I told you like after, after what was the, the one? Oh, Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and all this other stuff. Like I'm, I'm finished. And if, that was the other thing today too. There was a huge, like 18 minute gameplay video of ghost of Tsushima, ghost of Tsushima shown off and like really explored that game which is now coming out also in july uh and so i haven't had a chance to go back and look through it all yet like i said that came out today but still it's uh that game looks like it's shaping up so just in the list of priorities i feel like paper mario will slip a little uh, down lower on the list but you know as as it it is but uh, today we had for our main topic we wanted to kind of do something a little bit uh it was, it's, it's fun and silly is what it's going to be. It's it's in a going to be
1: fun and silly and probably a little stupid. <laughs> <we don't>
0: <laughs> because Moody came up with this fantastic idea for a topic. So why don't you uh, Well, wait? Speaking of things that are fun and silly, Sam, uh, we have been trying to figure out uh, like one of the things we've been doing in quarantine and all this is I've been trying to figure out how to like really optimize the office space and everything. Like I'm kind of honestly thinking I know I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I'm also thinking we might go back to shooting into the corner of the room like how we used to do to give us more Whoa. wall space and things Whoa. like that i know right it's a change it's going to be a change. so we're trying to we've been thinking about all these things of what can we do to like fill up the wall space because like right now actually you can see it the wall behind me where this where my camera is and all that you know we used to shoot into this corner so this wall doesn't have anything on it because our studio stuff is right here so we're trying to figure out like what can we put here to like fill this all up so if anybody has any suggestions of things we should put on the wall let us know but sam went and uh because she knows she's heard me and my buddy blake talk about them a lot she got us something uh to put on this or to display in there you know those candles that have like jesus on them and and all that stuff people
1: scandals saint scandals i love those things
0: she uh she ordered one didn't tell she just said hey i got you something for the wall it's gonna show up soon and it showed up it's a uh, dr disrespect
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: What bootlegger uh, in,
1: on Etsy made that? Actually,
0: a, a company here in Austin did. Illuminidle is what they're no called. And yeah. So she got this. So it's been awesome. I just have it sitting oh on the desk. Oh my
1: God, that's really funny. Uh, I love it.
0: But anyway, so the stupid and funny topic that we're going to talk about today, Mogan, this is your idea. Kick us off on this because this is going. I think this is going to be fun.
1: So there are so many enemies. Um in video games, we all know this. Oh, yeah. It's not a controversial statement. Video games do have enemies. Of so course. Crazy, right? And so many of them that I've encountered over my many years, I've just sat there and thought, and this of course applies to main characters and NPCs too, but I've just thought, Man, in another life, if I weren't this particular protagonist, that me and that in that person or thing could be friends. So I was like, Jared, do you sure to talk talking about? Okay, video game so, enemies we want to be friends with.
0: <laughs> so I totally misunderstood this. I thought you were oh, wanting no, to do. no, what did you think we
1: were no, talking this about?
0: this will still work. This will still work. And I'm still on board with this. And this is honestly easier than what I thought it was. But oh, thank goodness. I was thought you wanted to, you were wanting to talk about which video game villains themselves would be best friends with each other.
1: Oh God, no. That is so much harder. I know. We should do that sometime though. Yeah,
0: but I was like, I was like, what the hell? Like, how would the, who would be friends with each other? I made a, I like thought of some, but this is so much better.
1: I really want to hear your list now. Let's okay. go back to yours.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me see. Kidding.
1: Save it. Save it for okay, another okay, time. Okay. I definitely, that's a good idea. I actually really want to do Woo, that. Good. Now, now I have more,
0: now I have more time to do a little bit of research. Cause I was like, Ooh, no, I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, my god. Oh, that, that's fun though. We're going to have to circle back to that. Uh, so anyways, no, this is just like any video game enemy, big or small. It can be a boss. It can mm-hmm. be the scrubbiest scrubber henchman that you're just like, man, I think that this, person or thing or this group of type of thing would be really fun and cool to hang out with. And that's the entire topic. We're just <laughs> going to talk about who we want to be buds with and why.
0: So like what, what what's one that for you like sprang to mind?
1: So actually, the reason that I thought about this is because, uh, as you might know, I've been going back and playing Splatoon 2 again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I never, in Splatoon 1, I did finish the single player mode, which is actually kind of like a very loose story where, you know, you're trying to beat something, something bad happened, it doesn't matter. The point is to play the fun levels and have a nice time. It's not about the story. But it does actually have a little bit of story there. So in Splatoon 1 and in Splatoon 2, so this is a very mild spoiler for Splatoon 2, if you haven't played the single-player mode and you don't want it to be spoiled. If you
0: spoil it for uh, me, I'm end. never going to play it. You know what I mean?
1: I know. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> just going to have to hear this. Uh, and it, it applies to Splatoon 1, too, so it uh. really, you should know by now. Uh, the big boss that you are fighting against in Splatoon 1, at least, is DJ Octavio. So amazing. I have, actually I have what a little picture name. here that I'm going to send to you because sure. I want you to be able to see. Wild guy He is so fun So DJ Octavio As his name might imply And if you know anything about Splatoon uh, Is an octopus (laughs) That is not a joke He's not even really humanoid He's pretty much just a giant octopus He's like kind of reddish purple And he has menacing Like glowing green eyes He looks perpetually angry Uh He wears a very large Like samurai style helmet Helmet, but that also has kind of an octopus on it too. It almost looks like Thulu, actually, but it's like a gold emblazoned samurai helmet. Oh, okay. And he carries And he carries in two of his two of his tentacles what I believe are radishes. Uh, I think it's specifically the kind of radish that you would make wasabi out of, because a lot of his dialogue references like the hot wasabi beats that he's laying down. Oh my because God. here's the thing DJ Octavio. He is a DJ. That's his job. Yeah. Like his whole his job. You know, he's actually leader of the Octolings. So that's his real job. I guess on the weekend, he DJs some sweet parties. So when you fight him, in, and this is Splatoon 1, so this is not Splatoon 2. Yeah. When you fight him at the end of the game, like, you don't really know what's coming. You have no idea what to expect in this end game. You're like, what's the final boss going to be? Because you fought smaller bosses up until then at the end of each uh, kind of area or level so when you get to dj octavio he like descends from space and from the sky in what is essentially a large floating dome that is shaped like you know how auditoriums will have the big like half dome behind them that is for the sound like like an amphitheater kind of like mm-hmm. an amphitheater he's sitting in a giant floating one of those and in front of him he has his two turntables and he uses his wasabi sticks to like turn the turntables and lay down some sick beats that's amazing and it's like full. it's full of uh what's the word for it speakers i couldn't even think of the word for speakers i was like the thing that makes the bump and like it's got mesh on it i don't know You hear
0: sounds it's from it speakers
1: hear sounds from it. It's full of speakers, some of which can hurt you, because in Splatoon 1 they still had the killer whale, so mm-hmm. some of it is actually used to actually damage you, uh, and it shoots out many, many missiles. That's neither here nor there. The point is, if you weren't an inkling, if you weren't, you know, the sworn enemy of the Octolings, I bet DJ Octavio is probably a pretty sweet dude to be bros with. He seems like, you know, what's he doing when he's not fighting you? Being a DJ, it would seem. It doesn't seem like he does much governing. Dropping the, <laughs> the hottest Octolings. mixtapes of the year. Yeah, dropping those hot, sweet tapes, dude. Those EPs or whatever the young people are calling them. Those and I bops. just figured, man, what must it be like to be an Octoling and go to like a skate park in the middle of the night? Of course, everything's neon in Splatoon all the time. Mm. And just rave to DJ Octavio and then maybe later you know 6am rolls around you go out for brunch afterwards that seems like a pretty fun time just uh, and when that's he's as to, much as you know, I have to say kill about
0: the, him. the the inklings except,
1: you know <laughs> except for when he's trying to kill the, the inklings um you do actually encounter him in Splatoon 2 as well uh i think he is the final boss hmm. i actually haven't gotten to him though so i am still trying to uh Get to the end game of the of the single player mode in Splatoon 2, but it's very difficult at times. Uh, I think he gets an upgrade, like his big flying auditorium machine. I think is a lot fancier, uh but I I only know that because of what other people have told me and like very brief videos that I've seen about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like he'd be a pretty cool dude to hang out with, and I think he maybe knows the captain the captain, Captain Cuttlefish, the old salty dog that is an inkling that helps out you in Splatoon 1. Yeah. And maybe Splatoon. I don't think he's in Splatoon 2. I think he's only in Splatoon 2. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. I haven't finished it. Uh, so, yeah. DJ Octavio. I want to hang out and go to Sweet Raves with him. Nice. End of story.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying. To, I'm now going through my lists of all these games that I've played before, trying to be like, which of these villains? Because the problem is I'm finding now as I'm thinking about this and trying to go through this is like. A lot of the games that I play, I don't know if I necessarily would want to admit that I would want to be friends with these villains because they're all terrible.
1: <laughs> you know? Well, you can also, a lot of the other things that I thought of kind of off the cuff were like the, the, <laughs> the jellies from Stardew Valley, just like the little, oh the, like, little, just yeah, the little blobs. Little slimer, I was things? like, the blobs seem nice. Not even the nice things that like the. I, in my head, I call them the chews, like the choo-choos, because mm-hmm. that's what they look like from The Legend of Zelda, but that's not what they are. They're just little blobby jellies, and I'm like, yeah, I do want to be friends with you little slimes. Slimes! They are called slimes. You said that. For no better reason than because they're fun and cute, and they make a silly little noise, and they just blob around. I, I, friendship doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes it can just be it's- as as dumb as you and a slime hanging out forest i'm That's trying to think as of far as far it needs to go
0: i'm trying to think of somebody though who has like a cool outfit you know what i mean like it, you get you, you get you some like really cool like either an armor set or they just have like a real a really good fashion sense you know there's got to
1: be a million in assassin's creed
0: well see now the one that i could think of see a couple of the ones that i was thinking of before when I'll uh, previous one like i was i had thought of like uh voss from Far Cry three, you know, who the like but he's Oh yeah,
1: the crazy guy. The
0: crazy guy who gives the definition of insanity. But like I don't know if I want to be friends with that guy. Like I don't even know if there's a redeeming quality either than, other than the fact that he runs a drug operation on a, on an island and he can probably give you some sweet kickbacks. But it's like that's again, not necessarily the best reason for friendship.
1: What was um, the uh <laughs> what was the name of the cult leader from the Tomb Raider? boot when, oh like father benjamin or something
0: i thought it was matthias
1: matthias maybe it was matthias he did have that really uh, cool he,
0: like hood at the end and everything like something yeah, like that he did
1: and he see he seemed like a pretty good you know community leader so yeah. sometimes yeah. even crazy people have things I, about them
0: i mean uh pulling pulling one from one of my favorite from my favorite game of all time david in the last of us like he he's you know He's got that whole cannibal thing going so you want to ignore that like kind of sweep that under the rug uh, but I mean he still is is maintaining a very thriving community that Joel and Ellie steamroll through and destroy but you know he's he like to, he he has that leadership skill that you know leadership attracts people we actually just watched uh, that the show on Netflix that they just released on the the Waco about the Branch of the videos, <laughs> but like um uh, oh, really? Yeah we just watched that so I it's kind of realized that Yeah, it's good. You should watch it. Uh it's only like six episodes long or something like that. It came out on A and E, I wanna say, a couple of years ago. But uh but still it's like, you know, the leadership, you know, strong leader. People people agree with that. And you know, it's just kinda like that could be something, you know, it's like if I was in a post apocalyptic society,
1: friends with that person.
0: This This is what I mean. This is hard. So I feel like I gotta I gotta go with somebody. I mean, it's like Okay, I could say Bowser. Bowser would be really cool because he uh, has some, even though it's, like, cartoonish and everything, he's got some sweet tech. Like, look at his, his like, flying boat, basically. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean,
1: s- he's even made it into space. If you count the yeah. Mario Galaxy games, he's got spaceships, man. That's
0: true. So, I mean, he would be pretty cool just because he would have this very, uh, you know – he has this bizarre tech, but it's very efficient. He can set all these traps in his castles. He's got good architects around and, and his engineers to design all these various pitfalls for Mario to fall into. And I feel like that kind of brain power is good to have when you're building up your brain trust of friends. So, you know, Bowser would be See,
1: a good my, my thought process about Bowser would be that, like, you know, we're all getting older. We're not, we're not young and spry yeah. anymore, per se. And someday, maybe... Uh, We we ourselves might have children question mark, and Bowser is a dad to many children. That's true. And I feel like if you and I feel like if you were also on his same level of like dadliness, that it might be cool to like just go to his castle when he's not trying to kidnap Peach, Mm -hmm. like sit on one of his balconies with him, kick back with and just put all of your children like in the yard and let them run wild. And That's just, the kind of friendship I'm looking for.
0: And then just let him tell some stories. You know, he's got all those little kids running around, probably being all under his feet, trying to be like, let me be Mario today, dad. And he's like, no, but they are tra- but they keep running away and trying to do it. And he has to wrangle them all in. So I'm sure that, that breeds a lot of frustration that he just has pent up inside. No wonder he's so angry all the time and breathes fire. So maybe if you're able to befriend him, and then just be like hey man let's chill like you were saying let's chill let's have a drink let's just kind of calm down and have a good time that might you know pacify the whole situation so you just be like you know what exactly. it's cool it's cool my bros coming over we're going to hang out we're going to chill and 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 i maybe won't go kidnap peach tomorrow so, you,
1: know, you know i feel like mario has probably never even tried that
0: it No, never even occurred he just to goes him straight that to that Bowser violence might
1: just want to hang out
0: yeah he just goes straight to violence <laughs> i think mario's the real villain here because he just yeah. he breaks into all of Bowser's castles, you know, destroys them, busts up the blocks and everything like that, and then you know throws Bowser in lava. I'd be mad about that too.
1: What a jerk! What a jerk! What an absolute
0: jerk! What a jerk! I did think. So of a, I
1: feel like I might have.
0: Oh. oh no! I was just saying the only other guy, like a villain who I can think of immediately who comes to mind who has like really good style. And I'll be like, hook me up with some of that sweet wardrobe would be, uh, the villain, the main guy from far cry Four, uh, pagan men. That's
1: He's,
0: not a real name. It is I'm a real kidding. name. <laughs> I'm finding the picture real quick. Okay. So basically just a, because like, look at that suit. Hey, that's oh
1: like, yeah. I've seen him before. Yeah. Okay. Look at
0: that. Okay. that like dapper baller awesome pink suit, pink guy. suit, like, Jacket and pants. You got to respect that choice. And so I think that'd be cool. But again, he's a terrible human being, and I would want no part of him other than just, like, give me a sick suit. But
1: See, I feel like in that regard, I might have a little bit of an advantage in this particular topic because of how many JRPGs I play.
0: Mm. Because JRPGs
1: Mm -hmm. are just... Stacked with a host of very well-defined and like fleshed-out both NPCs and villains. Yeah. And one of the best series, uh, and I think it really does it very, very well, one of the best series for both NPCs and protagonists and for villains in terms of them having tons of personality, the Bravely Default games. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the for, we've talked about this a little bit before. The format of the Bravely Default games is that It's a classic uh, turn-based JRPG, and all of your characters have different classes that they can be, different job classes, things like merchant, ninja, uh, sharpshooter, but you have to obtain those job classes by defeating somebody that already has it. So for example, there's like a cat girl in Bravely Default 2, and if you want the cat power you have to beat her in order to take her cat power I, that was a really dumb class and i didn't like it but two of the ones that i did really enjoy well one that i really liked and one that i only liked a little bit uh both from bravely default two were the hawkeye and kind of related to this story is the uh the baker like the the pastry chef there was a whole job class Based on fighting, that was like a pastry chef, and your powers would be like, you would bake a little cake, and then like sling icing at your enemies or your own teammates, and it would give them buffs or debuffs. It's like, huh, huh, what strange concept.
0: I'm going to smother you the, with my dough.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the point of that is that from that conflict, uh, from that particular point in the story for Bravely Default 2, you got to meet one of my favorite Villain NPCs from that game series, Amy Matchlock. So Amy Matchlock, it's spelled like A I M E. It's it's the more ornate spelling of Amy. Um, she is first of all adorable. It's really hard to tell ages in the Bravely games. I would assume that she is probably like. 20s young 20s i don't know they're either yeah. all children or they're 40 and there's like no in between uh but she is a really cute uh, i so this is a bit of a difference in the japanese version um the original japanese version which they did change this for the west uh her character archetype does fall into the category of being kind of like a Native American stereotype. Mm. It's like, ooh, not a big fan of that, like the feather and the hair and kind of like the fringed outfit, that kind of thing. They kind of did away with a lot of that in the Western version and gave her like a cowgirl hat, made her into like a pew pew Texas sharpshooter. And her her voice actress gave her a... Really heavy like probably a little bit too much, but I still really liked it a really heavy like Texas Southern accent Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm all about this because she's the Hawkeye She has the Hawkeye asterisk, which is her job class So she's all about just she's got a big crazy gun that kind of even looks like a white bird Mm -hmm. and she's just out there Guns a just knocking everybody down in her path. And the Hawkeye itself is a really good power to have. But Amy as a person is really cute. Um, she's actually probably more obnoxious than cute, but she's cutely obnoxious, because she is in the- love just head over heels in love with the guy that has the pastry chef job class Mm. so you do eventually have the option to fight both of them at some point Uh, but she loves the pastry chef and her whole thing is that like she adores his pancakes and she's constantly talking about his pancakes and just going head over heels for him and i'm like yeah I like that too. I am also from Texas. I also like pancakes. Guns go pew pew, and that is also fun. You seem like you're a really fun time. <laughs> I really want to be your friend. we have
0: time for a lot so, of activities.
1: Yeah, it's really, so this is, this both, okay, we're about to get into some spoiler territory for oh, Bravely no. Default 2. So the game, when you defeat somebody to take their job class, you kill them. Like, they die. So when you defeat Amy Matchlock, she's dead. You just straight up kill her. And at the end of that fight, I remember being like, No, I love you, Amy. I just really wanted to also have guns. So so it's really unfortunate because on the one hand, I want to be her friend so bad. On the other hand, I really wanted her power. But when you uh, kill her, the pastry chef this entire time, because you've seen them interact with each other before, I think his name is like... Florian. He has some sort of very silly French name. Mm. Angelo Panettone. I just looked it up. It's actually a very
0: Italian name. I was going to say more Italian. (laughs)
1: It is very Italian. So Panettone is actually like a traditional Italian cake that isn't very good, by the way. I actually don't like Panettone, but Oh, that's neither here nor there. The point is, he this entire time has really like been ferociously uh, buffing Amy, and he's like, I don't love you, get away from me, I'm not going to make you pancakes, blah, blah, blah. And then you kill her, and he's like, how dare you kill the love of my life? <laughs> and it's just really cute, and I'm like, oh my god, both of you don't want to be friends with you. But way in the end game of Bravely Default 2, there is basically a thing that you do that more or less changes the timeline. So, this isn't a. Su- it, is, it is. It's a spoiler. It's a super big spoiler. <laughs> uh, you basically change the timeline to where Amy never died. Um. And it doesn't affect only her. It's kind of like a big world game event thing. But she's basically brought back to life by the power of time travel. And in this, like, alternate universe where she's brought back to life, her and her bow. They, oh, they make their dreams come true and they open up that bakery. Nice. So there's some Texas gunslinger out there right now owning a bakery with her, with her hubby. And I'm like, yes, I, I am all about this. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, there are probably so much.
0: To be fair, there are probably a lot of uh, Texas gunslingers running bakeries here in texas just you yeah know, there just, are just they, due they to, are all around us yeah just due to it being the south
1: <laughs> and that um, is exactly why i want to be friends with her so bad
0: <laughs> so you can get some pastries
1: and go exactly. at,
0: do a little bit of skeet shooting
1: yeah know? yeah she's she just seems like everything about her is great and wonderful who wouldn't want to be bffs with amy matchlock what a champ
0: uh, so let me think here. Who's who's another one? Oh, I didn't think of one. I did think it would be a good one. Because, you know, obviously it's good to have a little bit, if you're going to be friends, there, all of these friendships, these hypothetical friendships are based off of like some kind of like really for in my, you know, the benefit they provide me, like you guns and pastries. Me, I would like some really, some good solid protection. So, you know, who I would want in my corner with just to like always have around a big daddy from Bioshock.
1: Oh, that's an interesting choice. I you know? too like the big daddies.
0: You know, because it's like you. The, it, until what's the main? I forget. It's been so long since I played Bioshock. But what's the your guy, your character's name? Does it say? I don't know. I, does it does not even give I, one? But anyway,
1: I, I think it does. But I never cared.
0: Yeah, it's been so long. I mean, since I played that one, but it's like you know, they're down there. They protect the little sisters and. Like nobody's messing with them until you come along and then you mess with them. But outside of that, like if you're walking around in Rapture and everything, you saw Big Daddy, you're like, nah, I think I'll go the other way. And so I think that one, you know, had like it's just a good bodyguard thing. Plus, what an awesome like character design too, like with like the old scuba diver look with the huge drill and everything. drill arm, that's the the big thing. I remember the first time I got killed by one of those in BioShock. Oh my god. And like the animation of it's like it just drilling into you and like as like red like seeps over the screen. I was like this is brutal, but I love it yeah. so much. I just love their look, you know, and how uh, just
1: Uh the main character did have a name. It's Jack. Jack His name is Jack in the first game.
0: Okay. Because Andrew Ryan is the f- creator of Rapture. And then Correct. the Atlas? Is that the Yes. Yeah. The other, the other, the would you kindly guy.
1: Yes, correct.
0: And see, that's the thing, too. Knowing that now, it's just like, if anybody did mess with you, you'd just be like, well, I assume that you're under the same, the same like hypnosis or whatever. So just be like, would you kindly not attack me? And then you're, you're fine. Well,
1: I just love that the implication, and I could be totally wrong about this, but it always seemed to me like if you weren't the enemy in the Bioshock games and if you were just walking past a big daddy and didn't mess with the little sister he'd probably just be cool with you he'd probably just be cool being around and it's like uh, yeah much like those little sucker fishes that like glom onto a shark kind of both Mm -hmm, to feed mm -hmm. off of them and protection that's the kind of relationship that I feel like you have with a
0: big daddy a good good symbiotic relationship I can carry things for them because they only have one hand they can That's drill true. things good. for me, but I can carry things for them. And so it works out. Plus they could probably give pigback rides too pretty good ones. They're yeah, so big, I so. you know, so just nothing to think about there. Let me think. What's another, what's another, I had another one. Oh, the, the guy from uh, the boss we just beat in Guacamelee 2. Who has the, who has like the, th- who's like the theater I can't remember his oh, name now. the,
1: the muñeco guy. Yes, he yes. He has like dolls or and whatever. And he's got the three chickens. Yes, he is super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he seems like a really good because, guy. Because
0: like he just seems like he, he always, you know, you're going you're going around with him and it's just like you've got entertainment for days. Because not only can he like make himself really big and everything like he did in the fight, and the boss fight, he has just, he's got his three chicken pals. And they put on shows. They rehearse lines. Yeah. They sing. They, they harmonize. You know what Omega I mean?
1: Melee is a great choice. That game is also full of... Many a character with a shining personality. I would oh, yeah. definitely be friends with El Muñeco,
0: or like a Flame Face in that in that one too. He's li- like you're talking about, like Guns and Pastries. Flameface, He's just a, a dude who's on fire with the Flame Face, and but like he's he runs a really sick dojo and everything, and trains you in all these moves. <laughs> he
1: runs a sick dojo. <laughs>
0: so you know, if you're wanting to learn some martial arts or in some special moves like the you know rooster uppercut and different things like that, that's who you go to. That's your guy. You go to Flame Face. Um, let me see what's. What's another one? You know, good you one? could
1: also you could also make s'mores on him. Like if, if he like if he was cool literally a trap yeah. You could you could literally make like little roasted hot dogs,
0: marshmallows, you'd roast all of those over him. You just build a little you contraption, go, like like a little grill you thing. Always
1: be good. Yeah, yeah, on stands like to go on that shoulders? goes like over him. Yeah.
0: So you just like in grill burgers, he's like literally a traveling cooking surface
1: you would always be able to go camping no matter where you are mm-hmm. because you bring the fire with you all over the place. Yeah, that's definitely a big pro to having Flameface as your friend.
0: Have you gone to uh, Halcyon here uh, on the, it's like on 4th Street or whatever, but they have those mm-hmm. tabletop s'mores? you talking about. Yeah. They, Ooh, got they th- do. You haven't had those? No. Okay. Oh, dang. Whenever go there. Yeah, whenever we can go there again. <laughs> when uh we'll, ha- we'll have to go get tabletop s'mores there because they're so good um but yeah so flame would be another good one too uh man there's so many see this is why I, like this is good this is good because it's it's just like so many dumb different things i'm trying to think of like one another one
1: i would definitely go with a variety of characters from the okami game mm-hmm. um i'm not counting okami den because it's a bad game and i'm not afraid to say it Okami Den is an inferior product. Uh, But Okami had a bunch of really good characters. And the one that I would actually probably want to be friends with the most is, like, the big bad of that entire game, um, Orochi. So he's the first real boss that you fight, and you actually fight him a number of times. He is the eight-headed... I think he's an eight-headed dragon. uh, And he is gigantic. um, And he's kind of like the... uh, uh, Japanese-style dragon where he's really long and serpentine. So he's not like a Western dragon with big, fat wings or whatever. He is a eight-headed creature that is connected, and at the point where the eight heads connect, which I guess is kind of like his body, it sort of just looks like a little mound. But on top of it, he has mounted his own little bell, like a giant Dinner bell question mark. Okay. And the bell and the platform that it sits on is where the villagers that he terrorize uh traditionally put the maiden that they are sacrificing to him for him to eat her. Oh, <laughs> so no. it is quite literally a dinner bell. But I do think that he still makes good friend material because uh Orochi loves, well maybe not loves, but he can sure as heck get- Drunk A.F. And you know that this is true because in his fight, he lives in kind of like a little pond, I guess because he's a serpentine dragon or whatever. But if you pour the sacred sake, into the moat that he lives in and then use your celestial celestial brush powers to basically make the sake go into his eight mouths each of the he- heads in succession gets drunk and they can't fight you anymore and that's actually how you beat him oh that's you hilarious just get him, you just get him so drunk that you eventually can do him damage and it's like man what a great idea for a fight for starters but also that means that he is down to party at all times and i just feel like yeah I mean, if if you were friends with him, you could go along with him and also terrorize villages and take all of the snack maidens and sake that you want, and then go back to your awesome moon cave, which is where he lives, that is staffed very well by little imps and minions, and you could live the high life. So like, yeah, I do want to be friends with Orochi. No matter what you're in, he's got eight heads. You can talk to any of them at all times. There's Lots of one conversation for every to be situation had. and emotion. And to talk about love with and all your problems with, with relationships. Another one to talk careers. Another one just to talk about Outlander. I don't know what Orochi watches on TV, <laughs> but he's got to be into something. So yeah, I feel like he'd make a really good buddy if you could get on his good side.
0: You know, in, in a similar vein to that, one, a game I haven't played yet, but I think, but it's a very similar thing, The like overall theme of it. And I think it would be a good one for us to play sometime on one of our like weekly, sh- uh, one of our monthly streams and everything. Maybe after we finish Guacamele or something like that is a after party that just came out, uh, like last year. Yeah. Came out last year, but basically the synopsis of it is an after party. You play as Milo and Lola recently deceased, best buds who must out drink Satan to escape from hell.
1: Yes. I saw that. That did actually look really funny.
0: So basically fun I, I'm say, I want to be friends with Satan to just party it up, you know, hell yeah. <laughs> Literally, hell yeah! <laughs> Literally,
1: hell yeah! What a great
0: idea! Oh man, uh, it, it, the answer to that question is yeah. Today, Satan. Not not today, Satan. Yes, today, Satan. Uh, let's see. What's yes, another? Today, Satan. <laughs> yes, please. Um, what would be another good one? I think we got t- like maybe what? one or two more. Uh I Do don't know so? actually. I feel
1: like we've been talking like, for a while.
0: Yeah, I feel like I actually can't think of one. I feel like another one right now would kind of be a stretch. But man, that's a There's a lot of, a lot of, and a lot of different ways to think about it. I'm glad I was able to pull. uh, That's so funny. I completely had this backwards, what we were going to be talking about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I had no idea that that's what you were thinking. That's such a fun idea. I don't even know what I I read. We should definitely turn that into an episode where it's like either, you know, villain matchmaker or villain friendship matchmaker. I think that's a
0: Fun idea! You know what a fun uh, one of our episodes that I want to go back to and listen to because it's it's a similar vein to that same concept is the one that Zach we did with Zach where it was we had to d- bring a dinner party guest and why?
1: Oh yeah, that would be a fun one to.
0: That do was again. a good one. That was a really. God, fun
1: I one. forgot about that one. I
0: know. I don't even remember now who I said I would bring. I, I know don't he. Know
1: either.
0: I, I know he said. Oh, I think I actually remember all of Zach's. I think I it was like uh, Nick Valentine from. Fallout 4. Fallout?
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: And then Booker DeWitt, I think from. Uh, wasn't that the other one that he had? Booker DeWitt from uh, Bioshock Infinite?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't oh, remember mine. One. But I remember Zach's.
1: <laughs> what does that say about that episode? We were slacking. I don't remember <laughs> any of mine he
0: either. Brought, he brought the gold <laughs> on that episode. Uh, but no, good I didn't. Stuff. I need to go back and listen to that one. That one's been a really. That was a. That, I remember that one being just like a very unique uh a unique one that we did oh wait or was that zach's idea or was it antonio's
1: Hmm. may have been a suggestion
0: it might have been
1: wrote in and suggested it
0: yeah and i've associated with that because zach introduced us to antonio
1: yeah well also by the
0: way antonio or zach if you're listening hey what's up uh but uh Man. Yeah. That was a, that was a good episode though. I do remember, I do remember that one, but yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to flesh out the one where it's like what villains should be best friends with each other. Cause that would be a very yeah. fun way to go about this too. Uh, but, but yeah, if, uh, you guys, what are your villains that you're like, Sam always gives me crap about this, like in Star Wars and everything like that, or any movie or like series and stuff that I like. She's like, why do you always like the villains? What's so cool about the villains? I'm like, uh, duh. Cause they're always have the coolest
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they always have the cool stuff.
0: And like in Star Wars, they usually always have the coolest like character design and, diff- and like again, outfits, sick outfits, capes, all this stuff. I
1: can't believe you didn't say that you you wanted to be friends with that like super awesome
0: sister like Order of the Sister from oh, Star Wars, yeah. Oh, yeah. Second Sister Inquisitor? She, she yeah. Probably seems fun. She does seem fun. A little, a little dark, a little brooding. It might be kind of hard. You know, you you might just try to be having those fun conversations, and it just always just turns dark. You're just like, well, you know, let's focus on the positive. No, I was betrayed by my betrayed by my master and brought to the dark side. Okay, well, that's a really bummer of a thing to talk about. But you know, let's move on.
1: The other side of that is that you know that if you ever like did get into crimes, she would probably help you. So it's like, yeah, you always kinda need one of those people.
0: Or ignore me because she always thinks she has bigger things to do, like hunting Jedi. Just little things like that. Well, yeah, that's
1: probably true too. Maybe uh, she actually would be a terrible friend.
0: oh man but yeah so this has been a very interesting topic and i love it this is fun because we haven't it's been a while i think so we've done one where we've like just riffed off on a various topics. so it's been so just this a is a lot of fun dumb,
1: stupid
0: <laughs> it really was it lived up to it really well but yeah let us know uh what some of villains from video games that you think that you would be best be able to be best friends with and why we'd love to hear about it with you so send us an email at team chat uh love to hear about it from you let me be more precise but yeah so send us an email teamchatpodcasts at gmail.com comment below comment on our facebook twitter instagram all that jazz join our discord server you can talk with us about it there lots of good conversations going on over on the old discord as of late Uh, so all that stuff you can go send us your messages there because we would love to hear from you but before we go we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight from the day which comes from a game i have not played but the music i do enjoy uh, it's from Velocity 2X. The song is Frontier, composed by James Marsden and Joris DeMan, who Joris DeMan is the uh, main composer for Horizon Zero Dawn. So it's a it's a much, it's a bigger departure. It's a big departure in, in tone and everything from what Horizon Zero Dawn is in the fact that, you know, it's very electronic, kind of like a little bit of ins, ins, action going on with it and everything, but it's, it, it just popped up while I was editing one day and I was like, what is this song? It's amazing. It sounds great. It's putting me into a flow. I'm loving it. I love these chill beats. And so, yeah, uh, that's, weird. I
1: so, love this track. Yeah.
0: So that's why I want to focus front of uh, feature Focus. F- Let me start again. Here we go. So that's why I want to feature frontier for, by James Marsden and Joris Man. From Velocity Two X as our soundtrack spotlight for this week. I got it out there eventually. It's all it's all good.
1: So stick around to the end, everybody.
0: Thank you, thank you. So stick around to the end of the episode to uh, listen to that, which is pretty much now. But so until next time, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Also, before we go, I do just want to do another just a quick note Uh, since we mentioned it earlier. That just as a reminder, since we're still, it's a new thing that we're doing. That at the last week of May, we will be not having an episode again, but instead that will be the next iteration of our stream. So we'll, uh, we do those on the Tuesday. So that should be May 26th when we do that. But obviously due to our personal schedule, that could change, but we're shooting for May 26th. We'll let you know for sure. Or we'll, once we get that, the final stuff, but we'll be doing, uh, doing another stream night. then. So we would love it if you would all come out and join us for that as well. But until next time, everybody, like I said, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bye-bye. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song.